Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So. In case you ain't no so, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live, y'all. This week, the Heat go 500 and climb up to sixth in the Eastern Conference standings, which is going to make it an interesting season in the second half. The Panthers are doing the same as they get into the wild card hunt in the NHL race. And Hurricanes basketball has some good wins, good losses, but are heading in the right direction towards March Madness. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. What it do, cuzzo? What it do, baby? You know, it's only like your brothers, like me and your brother's favorite way to say hi to each other now. Bro, and honestly, the meme that came from it has been the greatest thing ever. At least top 10 memes. It's a fabulous meme. That's why we say it, you know, what it do, baby? <laughs> and especially if you like know basketball and like the person that's saying it. Yeah, dog. Kawhi Leonard. So stoic. <laughs> doesn't smile. Can't joke. It's just a weird dude, man. Kinda, just a weird dude. Kind of the opposite of us. Absolutely, man. We're energetic, very friendly, you know, funny guys. Not, not in that NBA way. champions. Not, I mean, if I would have made it, there's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> let me stop, dog. Yeah, and if my aunt had a pair of balls, she'd be my uncle. Yeah, and <laughs> let me not say what I was going to say after that. <laughs> but... Um, we're back. Uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure to head on over to our YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, hit a like on our latest video. Drop a comment. We got a lot of stuff out there. We got the Kevin Gleason interview, which was amazing. Um, him and his prospect are getting ready to do the business this week. Lorenzo, shout out to him. Um, we also have the last episode of OnlyFans for the season uh, with Martin. Shout out Empire. Make sure to go check that out. Shout out to Steve and Empire Boutique. And, um, man, a lot of content, you know, we got the upcoming review that Jesse and I are going to record of the weekend's UFC fights and stuff like that. Oh, nice, nice. Hopefully, that, fight one, rewind coming hopefully up. that one gets posted. <laughs> Shout out to my dog, Jesse. Dog. Hey. <laughs> Jesse, man, I'm sorry if you're watching this, bro. I'm very, very sorry. I, uh, as the, it happens, head, as the executive editor, <laughs> video editor on this uh, channel, I take full responsibility for that video not being posted. Nah, man. I mean, the weekend was wild, dog. We had a lot of stuff going on this weekend, dog. I we had a lot both... of golf this weekend, dog. Yeah, bro. We were busy. We were both busy. You no, know? it was just a lot of golf, dog. And I won't be doing it again. I, I love golf, but I got to take it easy. Got to take a break. But it I mean, was nice we're... to end the golf weekend playing Mel Reese. Yeah, bro. We had a great time out there, man. A little birthday round for your boy. Um, Shout out to Frank. Shout out to John. For joining Shout us out, out there. to you, man. Happy birthday, kid. Thanks, I know it's, you know, we got to go one time with the, uh, <laughs> with the I mean, turning 38 is a blessing for sure. You know what I mean? And um, I'm happy to have turned 38 and be surrounded by the people I'm surrounded with, um, doing the things that I love to do and, and doing it with people that I love to do it with, dog. So um, it's, it's, it's always dope, man. Shout out to my wife, man. She's the best. Yeah, uh, man. Yep. But yeah, bro, Saturday was busy, dog. And and Sunday was busy too, because we got to the golf course, right? And it's like, well, shit, we got the tea time. Everybody got the little practice, except for my dog, showed up right on time. And then the fucking starter with the, hey, you guys got another 30 minutes ahead of you. I was like, what? Yeah, but I managed to finagle a free bucket of balls. You did? For the range Asking and, nicely. And I got my practice in, <laughs> which didn't matter anyways, because I just played terrible. It was probably, wow. it was the worst I played all weekend. Well, f- down. But it didn't help that it was like freaking 20 miles per hour winds Yo, out there, dude. That was wild. It was blowing like crazy. 
I posted and a it's post such an open a, course too. So I, po- I posted a post uh, yesterday before. <laughs> yeah, I posted something on the Miami Golf Pros or whatever, and uh, you can you can hear like because it's one where it's quiet, but you can hear the wind. You can just that's all you hear is just yeah. the wind just whipping right through. <laughs> it's crazy, dog. It was windy as hell. It was crazy, man. But again, the 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 fairways were in perfect condition. Greens could have been a little bit better, right? Ah, it's losing its touch, man. Because right? it's going, uh, it's going out of business, or it's closing up, and they're, they're gonna start that that whole thing with the stadium there. So, like, you can kind of tell they're like letting it go a little bit. Mm. Especially, I, I mean, Sunday morning tea time, and it was backed up that much. I, I know bro. it's season, but like, bro. I've never I mean, known Mel Reese to be like three that. groups. Because that was what was in front of us: three groups, including a one big ass group too, dog. So. Kind of weird that it was like that, but the round was enjoyable. We had a bunch of fun out there. Um, some good shots, more bad shots, but some good shots <laughs> for everybody included. And I think, you know, for, for not playing that course, it could have been a lot worse. You know, I've never played that course before. No, it was my no, first man. time. Could have been a lot worse. No, it's still, it was still better than anything else around here. Yeah, man. Better, I mean, better look, than country club. It's funny, you know, you could probably, Springs. yeah, we were, we were <laughs> talking about it with Frank, you know, and you and I had that conversation, um, how, that club or that um, golf course is one of the best that Miami Dade has to offer. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's some older, bigger names that probably charge the same rate or whatnot. But if you're talking about golf courses and like how the layout is, how they keep it, and all the things that go into having a golf course, it's Trump and then it's Mel Reese, and then like third place is a far third place from whoever you're going to put in that position, dog. You know, and nobody's really going to want to play 400, 500 bucks around to go play golf, you know, so that knocks Trump out the out the books. Yeah, and it knocks out a couple other places too, like the Biltmore and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be sad, man, to see that that place go because it's just, I was telling uh, I was telling Frank on the golf course, I think Mel Reese is the first time I saw a golf course in person. Nice. I can recall being a kid and driving by there and like looking over there and be like, what the hell is that? What is going on over there? Yeah. And like, oh, that's a golf course. And like never thinking like one day I'd be into golf and playing there regularly and stuff. So like now I'm like, damn, no, it's kind of sad. Like now this is going to be a soccer stadium. Yeah. And I, I know mean, you're a soccer fan. I am. And, so and I know I'm, you're looking forward to that. But like, I don't care for that. I don't get golf. me wrong, dog. Like, and, and to talk to more on your point, like that's the one noticeable golf course that I could ever remember. Even when like I first started driving around Miami, you know I what I mean? Where you're like, oh, by the airport, by that golf course. And you don't even know the name right. of the golf course. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's that golf course. You also like, you know, I knew Miami Springs later on too. Like when I, you know. Once you started playing though. Yeah. But no, even before that, because it's in Miami Springs in the community, you kind of drive by it. But True. most golf courses are closed off. You think yeah. about Trump? Trump's private as hell. Right. You think about like Hollybrook? You don't really drive by Hollybrook. Nope. Uh, you know, some more of the public ones you can see, you know, from, from public roads. Orangebrook is in a freaking hidden cave somewhere, dog. But you can see it <laughs> off the 95. You can yeah, see barely. it off of yeah. a couple streets. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, but I don't live, I didn't live by there. I didn't grow up by True. there. I grew up in Miami. <laughs> so driving by the airport uh, to La Vente, La Vente all the time, we would take Lejeune down right. and back, you know, we would always see the golf course. I would always see it. So Facts. yeah, man, it's going to be, it's going to be sad to see it go, but I'm glad I got two rounds in there this weekend. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm definitely going to go back. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm dog. My knee is on fire on fire dog. on <laughs> you fire need, you need to put some uh icy hot on that thing that tiger bomb dog if you know you know if you know you know about that tiger bomb hey, dog. Charlie, hey, Charlie. <laughs> yeah i gotta put something dog i gotta put something yeah bro. um but yeah man the weekend was enjoyable we saw some good football games um and and more importantly to keep it local you know what i mean we saw the a couple of competitive games from our miami heat man and i for one had not expected these guys to be as competitive as they are right now but 
bro, when you win five out of your last seven games and you're you're climbing up the Eastern Conference, a, a team that we saw flirting with ten and nine now at a solid six with a chance to really make some 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 headgear into that fourth and fifth spot. I'm hoping that the season is already starting to become a lot more interesting, dog. As yeah. a fan, as yeah. a fan, I'm already more interested in basketball right now, no, you know, because of how they're playing. We're seeing a lot more, but do me a favor. You said I, the stat line, I think, was over a, a longer span than we've last talked on the show when we were together, what, Wednesday? Right. We That's, had a game that night. I they think. won eight out of their last ten. No, no, no. Give me, give me since last Wednesday. Cause since I was, Wednesday? We All right, so look, we lost that Monday game, right, against Atlanta. We ended up losing that game 121-113. Right, right, right. right. And then we got the dub against New Orleans on the road, which was nice. We smoked them, 124-98. That game was a wrap from the get-go. Yeah. That was the BAM game. He had 26 points, eight rebounds, almost had the triple-double. Um, then we lost a tough game at Dallas. You know, we lost that game at Dallas because... That game got away from us. And we'll get into all that one, but what was the next couple games there? After that, it was back in New, uh, at home versus New Orleans, and when we played them on Sunday while we were while we were on the golf we course, we won that game. We won that game, and then we won last night. We're playing tomorrow against Boston. Oh no, we won last night. Today yeah, is Sunday. Monday, Today's I'm Monday. On, yeah, on. I know, I know. I'm catching so, you up, dog. <laughs> so we went uh, since Wednesday, which was my question. We went two, two and one. Two and one. Right. But if uh, uh, yeah, and we and lost and we lost the game that was a, that we had no business even it was being a tough in. game. It wasn't tough, dog. We'll we, get into we that game show up. in a second because I want to talk about that game. We didn't show up that game, but not a bad stretch, especially for a, te- a Heat team that we've seen for the beginning half of the season. True, be the opposite case and go one and two versus two and one. They would have lost to the team they needed to lose to, but then they also would have lost one to the guys like you know who we just beat, like the Pelicans. Like we, right. we, that was a game we we should have won from the beginning to the end. Well, and if you we're think doing of, that now. if you think about it, like the road trip wasn't successful, right? Uh, we went one and two on the road, right? We had a, an away game at Atlanta, a away game at New Orleans, and an away game at Dallas. Ended up going one and two of those three games. Sure. So the the problems on the road still persist, right? Where we either don't come out strong in that third quarter, and we we the game gets too far away from us to have a chance in the fourth, or we play like we did in Atlanta, where we're within it, and then. You know, in those last two minutes, we don't play well enough. They hit some shots. They hit a couple of free throws. We miss everything, and the game's a wrap. Um, what I like is more with, with this Heat team, you have to take these guys in like almost in bunches, dog. And, and I feel like three games is too short of a span. You know what I mean? We got to look at this team in the last 10 games and be like, how, how good is this team playing? Because when we talk about it, Right, we're like, how do they catch up to the East? They have to go seven and three. They have to go eight and two. Really make a run, lose a game, cool, but go and win three out of your next four, five out of your next six, something like that. And they've been able to do that recently, which again makes it more interesting as a fan because now I'm watching the close games right in the fourth and saying, "Damn, these guys have a have a chance to win it." As opposed to earlier in the season, it was like, "Well, these guys are gonna blow it." You know, and the Heat were leading, and now we're we're coming behind from behind. You know, to get some of these dubs. I just think that things are clicking now, right? Obviously, the team being a little bit healthier is helping. But honestly, what a lot of people are pointing at, and it's hard to not point at it because it's so noticeable, is the fact that Lowry isn't playing as much. You know, and his decline is in minutes has coincided with the the Heat's you know increasing. Their level of play. So perfect segue because I was, you know, I want to talk about that Friday night game against Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a frustrating game to watch because it, it was a tough opponent. We were on the road. But when we first started that third quarter, we were six points away 
Correct. Them. We had there was a six point difference, and right. I was like, okay, this is a ball game. We can keep cutting this lead, and you know, get in the game, and make it interesting. And the complete opposite happened there. Yeah. And it also happened to be the fact that Cal Lowry happened to be on the floor for most of it. So it's like, man, that can't. I mean, I don't know how much more we need. We need to see or not see from Lowry. You know, before. the problem is that we're locked into him. You know, and and for somebody to take him off our hands, nobody make, wants to. Man. Nobody wants to. And, and and even when you look at himself and the way that he's playing, he's not even doing himself service. He's two of three, dog, in that game. Played twenty one minutes, five points. And again, if you're if you're not how many assists? Just four. Which uh, just four, three, two, excuse me, two assists, four rebounds, which goes back to my point earlier last week. Yo, at least tell me you're doing the rondo where you're averaging nine, nine assists a game with seven rebounds. And then your plus minus is plus 16 because you're at least being effective when you're on the court. You're not even doing that. And you're letting guys like Max Strews, Gabe Vincent, Oladipo come in here and outshine you with less or, or the same amount of minutes. And those guys aren't supposed to be as good as you are. That's a failed investment on the Heat's part. There's no way that he comes. I can't say there's no way, but like the fact, how like I'll ask you this: How good do you think Lowry has to play from this point on for the rest of the season, including the playoffs, in order to be like, all right, you 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 did enough to not make me hate you for your season this year? Wow. I mean, he he would have done it already by now. I mean, we were just asking him to put up 15 points a night, you know, 15 to 20. Right. When we're asking you to put up 25, 30 points, we know you're not that guy, but 15 to 20, 15 being the the, the floor. And then we know 20 is probably your ceiling at this point in your career. But at the very least, one of my biggest, you know, this, I I always reiterate this with with Kyle Lowry and and just the point point guard position in general. If you're not going to, get the points. You need to be making plays that are helping people generate points. And you're not doing that if you're, you're only getting two assists a game, three assists a game, four. If you're getting more rebounds and assists as a, as a point a guard, problem. I don't know what's going on, dog. Like, you're not you're not doing the right thing, in like, fundamentally. You know what I mean? He should be generating more offense versus what it seems like he's kind of hindering the offense when he's on Correct. the Correct. And look, he had a good game against New Orleans. He has 17 points that. But he's been, um, like... Damn near a month, if not longer, than this dude hits 20 points. And the whole thing with that is like in his last 10 games, he's averaging about nine points. That's that's not enough for any NBA player that's getting starter minutes. Right. You know what I mean? And again, if if it was coming off a year where he played well, it's more excusable. But last year, you weren't even available, dog. And when you did play, dog, you didn't play that well. Wasn't a difference maker. At all. At all. You know what I mean? Again, it goes back to that point where we were talking about, like, his decline in minutes and playing coincides with the heat increasing their level of play, dog. That, that means that you're the guy not holding weight. You know what I mean? Because we talk about other guys, Highsmith, um, Duncan, uh, Duncan's out, but... Uh, Hero, Bam, Oladipo, all of these guys are giving effort, playing, playing, where their plus minus is actually a plus. This dude is a negative on the team right now, which makes him impossible to trade. So even if we did want to get rid of him, it'd be extremely hard to do so because now we have to include something else that we don't want to give up. You know what I mean? Again, this was probably one of the worst signings that the Heat has made because for him to salvage this season, in my eyes, this guy has to come out and score 25 points a game for the rest of the season. That's that's how you say, coño, he turned it on and he figured something out. Something was wrong, but it's out the way and he's back to him normal self. I don't think that's possible. Hell no. 
Hell no, it's not, dog. That, that man ain't going to do that. You know what I mean? He's not going to do that. And and it sucks, like I said, because we're stuck with him right now. There's no way that we're getting out of his contract. That's the best way to describe it is we're stuck. We're stuck with his contract. And even with all, like, all of that shit, right, the Heat are still finding ways to be competitive in games and win games. The fact that they're three games behind Cleveland right now for that fifth seed is amazing because a month ago, three weeks ago, we were not even close, brother. You know what I mean? We were not even close. So something is working right now, and they have to keep that flow going. I like to see Gabe on the court. I like to see Victor on the court. Even though I expect more from Victor than I do Gabe, I like to see that Gabe is playing with his confidence. He's having one of the best runs I've seen him had in a real long time, dog. And that makes me feel better because now I know that their their effort Right, it's matching what Bam and Hero and Jimmy are doing, which is what you want from these guys, which is what you need from these guys. Because Bam, dog, Bam's an All Star this year. There's no doubt about it. Boom, put that guy in the All Star game because he's been beasting every single game, consistent as hell. Right, while going through tough matchups where he's playing Embiid, when he has to face Joker and and like all these other big bigger centers, and he's doing his thing right and scoring against them. You look at Hero and his season. Right, this dude is averaging twenty points a game for us, but people are still waiting for the other shoe to fall off because they want to see him do it in the playoffs. Okay, fair, but if he does do it in the playoffs, you no longer have a problem with Hero. So now, who, who are you gonna bitch at? You know what I mean? You're not gonna bitch at Bam because you know he's coming through. You're not gonna bitch at Jimmy because he'll slap you. You're not gonna bitch at Hero because he's actually playing well. The only things that can be easily pointed to are the guys doing negative effort, negative plant production. That happens to be Kyle Lowry right now. And it's going to be him for the rest of the season. Because I don't, again, it's it's really hard to find that rhythm when you're getting the amount of time that he's getting to find that rhythm and you still haven't found it. For Victor to come in and drop 16 and you play more minutes than him and have eight points, seven points, what is that? What is that? That means that he's coming out and saying, I got to make the most out of these 16 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Because I know I'm going to, I don't know when I'm going to play again. This other guy's playing well, and the guy behind them is playing well. So, shit, I got to keep doing my thing. I don't feel like Kyrie feels that pressure. And obviously, that price tag, you know, isn't helping. That price tag is not helping, though. Pat Riley's biggest blunder as... Maybe not his biggest, but it's going to be top five all time, top three all time. What do you think? What what move has Pat Riley made with the Heat that's worse than that? (sighs) One of them is going to have to be the decision he made when he decided to run it back. With that team, um, we had lost the championship and we and, uh, to Dallas. Or the year before, we had won and we came back, we played Dallas, and he kept the same team, Anton Walker and all these people. And I was like, dog, that's not the move. You got to get rid of those guys because once they reach that pinnacle of a championship and they're that veteran who was chasing the championship and shit like that, you're not going to get that same dog out of him. You know what I mean? You're not. And that was one of the biggest mistakes that we had because we plummeted. That next season was terrible, and we were forced to sit the bench and couldn't make moves for, like, two off-seasons. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay, so then Kyle Lowry, safe to say this is the second biggest blunder? He's going to be top three, <laughs> dog, because we gave this dude, again, dog. Bro, we gave him so much money. Guaranteed money, $40 million a year, damn near. You need to be productive, dog. Like, you were sold to us and this team as a all-star point guard. At the very, very least, an all-star caliber point guard. And, dog, he has been the farthest from that. Yeah, anything but. Farthest from that. All right, well, 
So we know our three big guys are doing what they need to do. We know who's not doing <laughs> what they need to do. Um, but talk to me. This this seems to be an ongoing conversation I want to have with you every week, week in and week out. Talk to me about Victor Oladipo, dog. Victor Oladipo's killing it right now, and he's making me eat my words. Um, him being right now, uh, what is he? Averaging 12 points a season so far, and recently in his last, what, 15 games, 10 games, he's averaging about 14 and a half. I just feel like I talk about effort, right? And I saw a tweet from him where he's like, I'm no longer playing with fear of my knee, of my injury. I'm just going to leave everything in God's hand and go as hard as I can. That, I, that lets us know that he was holding back. He was holding back on this team, and that shit is whack. Because we paid you. We we put the belief in you. You asked us to believe in you, and we did. And you still came back, and we're holding back. And it affected us in the beginning of the season. Because if Victor Oladipo had been playing this well earlier in, on in the season, guess what? Victor Oladipo would have been starting games. And Kyle Lowry would have been right in the fucking bench. And now we don't know how, how much better that team could have looked like. Or even if it would have allowed Kyle Lowry to find a role coming off the bench. Or find some type of rhythm, right? So we don't know how that would have affected us. The fact that he's doing it right now bodes well for us because, again, all that means is he's being productive with the opportunities that he gets. Sometimes he plays well. A majority of the time he plays well. And then, of course, he's going to have his rough nights where anybody can have them, right? 20 points and then 7, 7, and then 20 points and then 11. Kind of like here and there, but when he's good, he's real good. 20 points. And if you're getting 20 points, 17 points from a guy like Victor Oladipo, again, we know what we're getting from Bam. We know what we're getting from Hero Jimmy and all that. That's a certified fourth fourth score, extra points to help the game become more manageable, right? right? Because we're not a 125 point scoring type team. We got to try to keep it in the low hundreds. You know what I mean? And that makes it easier for us to achieve that. Um, so yeah, Victor is making me eat my words right now. But I, I really want to see him, you know, take another level, right? And be that all-star caliber type point guard that we were supposed to get in Kyle Lowry. I want to see Victor take over that spot. And, you know what I mean? And take that starting <clears throat> point, guard from, the sport, point guard spot from him. I think it can happen. And just to, Should happen. to, to your point, I'm look, I looked it up. We, we only have so far this year in 2023, uh, four or five wins where we scored 120 points. So that's not us, dog. That's not really us. We're we're a defensive team first. So that's again, it makes even more sense for Oladipo to be starting games over Kyle Lowry if they're both healthy. Because even defensively, he's doing his thing. You know what I mean? Victor Oladipo in the last ten games, he's averaging about one point six steals, five point five point one assists, and and point three blocks. That's hard work. For a defensive player, right? That's hard work. You know what I mean? To be dishing it out, rebounding, and I'm assisting the ball. That man should be starting. And I feel like if he does start, it just makes the offense more dynamic, right? Because now you have two guys who can kind of shoot off off the jumper, right? Both can dribble and pull up between Hero and, and Oladipo. So now our backcourt is really dangerous, really shifty. You got to be careful of those guys because they can run a mile. Then... Just frees up the offense for Bam and Jimmy, you know, and mainly for Jimmy to get the ball, get in a good position, either take himself or hook Bam up with an easy dunk. Because I, I, I put a Instagram post the other day 
This dude Bam is getting so many dunks, dude, in the paint this year. And it's all because he's moving in the paint. He's and people have to respect the fact that they when he's in it, he can shoot it now. So now they have to get closer to guarding that. And when the ball's moving quick and Jimmy's cutting to the basket, Victor's cutting to the basket, heroes put you know, cutting to the basket. Jimmy's uh Vic, all these guards, Gabe Vincent, Strews, Hero, um, Oladipo, they're doing great jobs of finding Bam cutting. Lobs, easy passes, and this dude is doing monster dunks. He's getting at least two monster dunks a game. That's how active this the the offense can be. It doesn't happen when Lowry's on the court, though. Nope. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying, like, I'm I'm interested to see what this dynamic of a starting five can do. Oladipo, Hero, Jimmy. Um, I would like to say Bam, and if I had to start one, it would be Struz. Struess is probably the better defender. He can toughen up a couple of the big guys. You know what I mean? And we go with a small lineup like that with, with three quote-unquote guards and two quote-unquote forwards. That would, that's what I would like to see. We're playing Boston on Tuesday, right? By the time this, this is coming out, uh, your boy's going to be in the building. So if you're going to be in the building, holla at me. Um, and I feel like that would be an interesting matchup to see and, and, and put that lineup against their, against their bigs and see how that, that can bolt for us, right? Because they have two good guards. They just lost Marcus Smart. I don't know if he's going to be available for this game. So I don't know. I feel like that might be the advantage that the Heat can have over a, a majority of these Eastern Conference teams where we're throwing out three really good defensive guards and they can knock down shots. You know what I mean? Now, if your bigs play stronger than our bigs that game, we might be in trouble. But let's see. Who knows? These two games are going to be big, man, because we're we're at home, and you know, like like you talked about earlier, we're having some troubles on the road. We go on a four game road road uh, road, road trip. trip right after that. So yeah, but it, but I'm really optimistic about that road trip, right? Because it's all opponents that if we beat, we climb in the rankings. You know, you beat Charlotte, you're you might, you're not climbing a spot, right? Because climbing Charlotte sucks. But you beat you beat Cleveland, they're in front of you. You beat New York, they're in front of you. You beat Milwaukee, they're in front of you. Now you start to beat all these teams and it's like, all right, maybe, maybe I do have a chance to get up here and, and get closer to that fifth spot, you know? And that's back to it. When we talked about the beginning of the season, we wanted the heat to be in that top four, top five race. Maybe not number one, like we were last year. Okay, cool. But let's get into that first round and at least get a home, try to get a home game playoff there and, and, and work our way that way. Right, but right. let's see, man. Knicks are right behind us. Um, Cleveland right in front of us. Brooklyn within range, doable, but we got to go out there and perform. Doable, but we got to go out there and perform. That culture, baby. We need that heat culture. That's right. I almost wore my culture sweater. But, it's <clears> but too you went hot. with the plain white tee. I feel you. But I'm wearing my UM dunks. Holla. Hey, we couldn't get that in the shot. It's all right. We'll put them on the post or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just like hovering like. Yeah, just put it like right here. <laughs> an in, an inbox of my, my, my shoes. Um, let's see, man. They're going to make it interesting. Um who has been making it interesting as well. Talk to me. To flip it over to the ice. Do your thing. Is our Panthers. Do your thing, 21. Um, <laughs> the Panthers have been playing better as of late. They've won four out of the last five games. Um, really been on a, on, a, on a good roll. And it's really helped them jump back into the standings and into that wild card run, um, hunt. Still not, still not where we they should be, right? Admittedly, a lot of their players have come out and said that, but I feel like with the All Star game being here in the next month or so in February, like I saw the All Star jerseys, and I'm I'm not sure if I sent it to you, 
But they look Vamos Gatos. Yeah, no, not the Vamos Gatos. The All Star Game jerseys oh, for no. check them out. They're gonna be, they're so dope. It's like black with like a little bit of like um, that highlighter blue, highlighter pink look. So they're going with that South Miami type vibe, which oh, looks dope, okay. right? And I feel like this is a good good springboard for the Panthers to really make a run in the second half of the season. Um, we've seen the Heat make runs like this, right, where they struggled a little bit in the beginning of the season, and then they come and turn around in the second half. Yeah, you like that, huh? That's, Just, the, that's the Western Conference. That's the Western Conference. I like the Eastern Conference more because it has more black on it. I wonder what that looks like. Let me look at that one. Um, but, yeah, back to it with, with the Panthers. They can realistically, right, continue to climb up and really put themselves in a position where they're in the playoffs and not have to fight for a wild card, you know? Right now, they're a game behind. They're a game behind, three points. Um, and if anything has is showing you that the Panthers can do it, it's the way that they're winning. They're not winning close games. They're back to winning games like Panther hockey. Um, they beat, uh, last week, last Saturday, beat Vancouver 4-3, to three, right? Followed up that game on a road game against Buffalo, 4-1. to one. Beat um, Montreal in Montreal, 6-2. to two. Beat Minnesota, 5-3. to three. Big scoring goals. Big games, right, where they're putting four or five goals up and giving themselves a chance because yeah. that's the only way that they can win. That's how we saw them winning last year. Five, three, five, two, four, two. I forgot what game it was. It was either one of the ones four, no, five or six goals. We, bro, we put up like three in the first period. Yeah, bro. Get to, get off to a hot start. Where I was watching it at a bar or something. I can't remember what this was. Might've been, you can't remember the bar where you were, <laughs> maybe both, but I think it might've been the Thursday game. Was it six, two that we won that game? Yes, sir. I think it was that one where we early, I think the goal, if you look at the, the, the goal spread on that, like mm-hmm. it was like three of them were early in the game, which is huge to set the tone for the rest, for the rest of the game. I mean, we've been known, you know, historically to, to claw back, to be that to sure. to claw back to from, claw back yeah you know from from uh, a deficit and come back and win the game but maybe that's not our identity anymore maybe now in order to be you know dominant and be a force now is we got to change our identity offensively and we have to come out swinging and get a good start to the game and 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 then keep that lead that's the way that we saw them winning last year right and and sometimes they took advantage just like you said, right off the gate, but mostly in that second period where it's like, oh, the game's 1-1. You know what? Let's score three goals and make it 4-1 before the fourth, before the third period starts, right? And then it's like, all right, you got another goal on us, but it's still 5-2. to two. You know, now you have to try to get four goals, three goals to tie, to tie this game up. Right. That's the way that they should be winning, bro. And, and again, the one game that they lost against Toronto, they were ahead. Toronto came back to, from a two-goal lead to push it to overtime, and the Panthers lost in overtime. So they still got a point out of that, Right which is crucial for a team that was so far behind in points, so far behind in wins, right? Because they had so many losses and ties and, and over, or overtime losses, right? Now, with all the points that they've been able to accumulate, it's just gotten them a lot closer by virtue of beating opponents that are within that same race. You know what I mean? You got to go out there and beat the Montreal's and beat Buffalo and beat, um, uh, you know, Vancouver, because these are all teams that are in your division and in your conference. And you're going to be battling with these guys in order to get some type of good positioning for the playoffs and even make the playoffs. Right. In some in some circumstance. Yeah. If you're still battling for the wild card, it's not you're not a lock just yet. You're not a lock. You know what I mean? But the cool shit in the last two wins that they've had, um, 
you know, Big Bob, uh, if you're an avid Panther fan, you know that Big Bob uh, got hurt and they, they're icing him up, right? And they bring in this dude, Alex Lyon, and all this guy yeah. does is go and win his first two games as a pro, you know, which just shows you the continuity that has been a staple of that defense, which is good goalie play. No matter who's in goal, whether it's Big Bob, whether it's Spencer Knight or somebody else that we call up, it looks like the Panthers have a lock on the goalie market because they're able to find guys who can come in and be productive off the rip, right? And I don't know if it's because it's a system thing or if it's not a system thing, whatever the case may be, they always find a way to have a goalie come in and step up. This dude just came in into the NHL and got two straight wins. Where the team that he's playing, they put up, he gave up five goals, but in one of those games, the Panthers scored six goals. And in another game, they scored five goals. So imagine how comfortable he feels within a game, right? To be up 3-1, 4-1, give up a goal and be like, ah, it's not that bad. These guys are going to pick me up. And they do pick him up. So he's confident because the team's playing confident. It, it just sucks that it took the Panthers so long to be here and for the coach's fucking job to be on the line for the for them to wake up and be like, yo, yo. We, we need to start winning games here. You know what I mean? But they've benefited, right? They've climbed right back into the Eastern Conference, especially in that Atlantic division. They're six, uh, eight points off of Tampa Bay for the third spot. When we talk about the wild card, they're, like I said, three points behind um, Washington and Pittsburgh, a team that we've played, we went and go see where the Panthers were not competitive against, but they had chances in that game to get goals. They had chances against Washington to go out there and beat them. But for some reason or another, the Panthers have lost way more games this year. 20 losses? 20 losses, Don? <laughs> yeah, That's a and, lot, bro, and, for a, a good, good Panthers team, bro. I'm looking. You know, you got the Lightning ahead of us. They got 15 losses. You got the Maple Leafs ahead of them. They have 11 losses. And then you look all the way at the top of the mountain and – the Bruins are sitting there comfortably with only five losses this year, dude. That's wild. You yeah. just gotta, you gotta like, you don't even have to know hockey or, or any or any sports for that matter. Like, you just see that those numbers and you're like, that's pretty good. Wins and losses, like, oh wow, that's a disparity there, dude. Absolutely, man. And and it goes back to it. It's so strange because last year the Panthers were one of those teams who were able to put consistent winning streaks, and we have yet to do this. We've yet to put a five game winning streak. Now, again, in these last five games, we've played amazing. 4-0-1 and one is nothing to scoff at, right? But when you look at our road record, we're 11-14-2. That's terrible for any standard, right? Because if you look at the rest of the conference, all those teams have a positive home record. You mentioned uh, Boston, 16-4, Toronto, 11-8, Tor- uh, Tampa Bay, even they're above 500 at 12-11. The rest of the conference, 15-4, uh, 18-2, 14-5. These are teams that are used to gaining points on the road. You don't have to be a road magician, but, you know, you go out there and you win the games that you're leading, at least, instead of having teams come back on you. Well, they we got two wins. Yes. Right? We got one Thursday. Very important wins. Saturday. And we got uh, a game today that hasn't started just yet by the time we're recording this. Uh, oh, actually, it did just start already. Nice. Hey, let me double check here what's going on with that game. I guess, yeah, there's nothing on the board yet. But uh, we play the Rangers. Five game, Rangers. five game win streak is in the cards right now. Yeah, bro. And look, again, I mentioned it. The, you look at the standings. The Rangers are a team that we should be competing with. That should that we should be either as good as, if not better than, right? Because the talent that we have on this squad is just ridiculous. But I want to see the. They are playing with a third string goalie. 
You know, but I want to see that guy continue to be hot. Oh, yeah. Continue to be confident because you're playing with house money at this point, dog. Right, right. You know, go out there, put a good performance and get the dub. Get the dub because if you if they do win that game, right, they got another important game against Pittsburgh, which they can literally gain spots on and jump into a wild card if we beat them, right, on a head-to-head record. Before we come back home for another five-game homestand. A big game. Where we, where we're at least comfortable, right? We've won 12 games at home so far this season. It wouldn't be bad to add another four to five if they can't for the rest of the season moving forward. Well, here's the here's the ideal situation. So if we do manage to beat the Rangers and then we beat Pittsburgh and then we go, come home, we, we play the Kings and we beat them, that's our five-game win streak. But can we extend it to six? We got the Bruins. I don't know if that's happening. I don't know. We Especially right time. before the All-Star break, but whatever. We'll, we'll find out next week. We'll talk more about that preview next Let's week. get there with a couple of dubs. Yeah. Right? With a, let's get there with that five-game winning streak, like you said, and see how we feel about that. Yeah. You know? Let's see how we feel about that. Time to, time to claw out. Claw up. Right? What is it? No. Pull your claws out. Pull your claws out. Put your goddamn claws away. Um. Yeah, man. We got to see that fight, man. We got to see that fight. A team that I have seen a fight in is our Miami Hurricanes basketball team, dog. I don't know why, but I love UM sports, though. I mean, come on, dog. I didn't you're, even go to that school, dog. UM like, fan. come on, dog. Like, but like most UM fans, they facts, go. dog. But I, I just, I, I don't know. Obviously, I love basketball, dog. But seeing, that's also your first love for sure. Yeah, seeing bro. UM basketball doing well just strikes a special chord with me to be like, yo, that's right. We're a basketball too, a school too, bitches. You know what I mean? And I, I've spoken about my love for Coach L and the program and all that shit, but like, it's just dope to see all these guys come out here and ball for them, man. Um, and look, ACC play has been rough. We talked about it when, when they did start NC, ACC play. Um, they've been 500 so far, right? One, three, last, lost three, and they lost a tough game against Duke on the road at Duke, which is su- not surprising, right? Because, you know, Duke is going to play well at home. They're always going to have the support of the 60, fans. 68-66. Came down to a last shot, literally, and we and we couldn't knock it down. They did, and we didn't. Um, but if you look at that, and you're like, all right, we're competitive. And when they when they do get wins, they're impressive wins, man. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm excited to see how far this UM team can go because... Coach L really has something special. Oh, he has something special. He All has right. special. Just so you have a nice special sneeze brewing, and I'm going to stall as long as I can. There it is. Um, and look, everything that's been point like has been advertised about this UN basketball team has been delivered. They have their transfers balling, right? We uh, we have that our star transfer portal player balling, really having a, a, a great season in Wong. Um Omier continues to kill it for Nicaragua and all his peoples, man. This guy has had four straight games of double-digit rebounds. 13, 14, 13, 13, 16, and 14. If that's not a freaking force in, in college basketball, like, I don't know what the hell is, man. That guy's a specialist when it comes to defense, that's, dog. That's exactly what I was going to say. Specialist for real. Yo, and, and it sounds like. I mean, hell yeah. Pulling that off, that's some, like, Rodman stat lines right there. Bro, and this dude is averaging three blocks on the season. So, like, he's protecting the paint. And that's hard to do in college, right? Because you're playing a lot of zone. The big man has to move side to side to really get into good positions. And he does a lot of that, dog. And, and I feel like that's what kicks off the offense for them, right? That they can lock down teams on defense, get a rebound, get out quickly, and use their fourth or three guards that they have on the court at the time and just, you know, outrun teams, dog. Outrun teams. Now, I'm not going to lie. They have... Two opponents coming up that are going to be really tough. Um, they're playing at Florida State and at Pittsburgh. Tonight dog. is Florida State. By the time you're hearing this, or watching this on YouTube. Playing uh, Florida State tonight. Yeah, and that's a rival, you know. And and, 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 and you know what? 
FSU recently has done better in ACC basketball than we have. So this is a good, you know, test of the medal for the for the UM basketball team. And then to follow it up with two back-to-back road wins after losing a tough one on the road would be even more impressive before coming home. Um, I'm excited, man, because pretty soon we're going to be heading out there um, to a UM basketball game at the at the center, and it's going to be dope. We're going to go check out Duke when they come back, and we're going to give them a t- taste of their own medicine, dog, and whoop that ass when they do come back. But, I'm, again, if you're, if you're a UM fan, right, and you love UM football, you have to give UM basketball a try, dog. You have to, dog. It's on ESPN Plus or ESPN U, so I'm sure you have it on something. Um, and, and the game's are always entertaining. They're quick games, right? It's not like you have to spend three hours watching this shit. The team is good and it's going to get better right now. Just ranked 20th. But I feel like if they do get through this ACC play with, uh, you know, that's what about nine games left, 10 games left. You come out of there with an eight and two record, a nine and one record and you pay, and you play at tough places and get tough wins. This team could be easily ranked top 10, top 15 when it comes to play, when it comes to March Madness. And that's what I care about, dog. I, I want one of my teams in there when it comes to that tournament, dog. I only have two teams when it comes to college basketball. Um, UM basketball, of course, right? Because they're always nasty when it comes to being home team. Um, and second... Villanova. Nah, I'm an Arizona, uh, University of Arizona guy. I've always liked the players that they've got in there. Mike Bibby came from there. Um, Stoudemire came from there. A bunch of, a bunch of raw players came from, from University of Arizona. So I've always like kind of kept in touch with them from afar. And whenever the NCAA tournament comes around, I'm like, did Arizona make it? Oh shit, they made it. I'm going to pick them, <laughs> you know, until like the second round. But I would love to do that with the Hurricanes, right? And be like, right. yo, let's make it and let's advance. We saw them advance last year all the way to the Elite Eight. So why not make that type of run again? You know, we have a good core there. We have probably a better defensive unit we do this year than we did last year. So it's very possible that these guys can catch fire in from playing a tough ACC schedule and make that part of like what drives them forward, moving forward for the rest of the season. Let's see, man. I'm a, I'm I'm hyped, bro. I'm hyped. People have to get into this because UN I mean, baseball like is about said, to though. start, and that shit is going to be fire too. Because these guys have a bunch of studs on that team, dog. Like you said, though, you know, right now, I mean, maybe this Florida State game will draw some like Tuesday night. You know, you don't got a lot going on, so definitely tune into that. Hell yeah. But like, you know, your casual games, they're, they're, you know, unless it is March Madness or it's like, yo, they need to win this to get into the tournament or something like that, like one of those situations, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's hard for me to just kind of, you know, want to go out and watch it. But I get it. I mean, historically, you know, the, the, this is getting a lot better compared to previous years. Hell yeah, man. And it's only going to get better, obviously, because the NIL deals and shit like that, that's always going to improve a program, any program. And more importantly, because UM Athletics is dedicated to winning. You know, you see across all their sports, women's soccer gets a lot of support and love. Women's basketball team gets a lot of support and love. The men's football, basketball, all of these programs get a lot of love because they win and they, they actually make the school look good. They're always competing, swimming and shit like that. Those are things that help the university grow and make, you know, make the appeal of being a UM fan even more so, right? Because right, then right. hopefully you want kids to go to that program and whatnot. Quick little update. Panthers are down 1-0 uh, with 60 minutes left. Yeah, they scored or well, whatever. We'll catch up later. It was on a power play, I think, but whatever. Uh, bro, you know what? Before we wrap up, man, I wanted to get your thoughts on the the weekend of games. Oh uh, man, I thought we were gonna start off with this. No, but but I'll give you it a chance to get it off us your chest. Losing to Cincinnati. Go ahead, bro. damn Bills. Let it off your chest, oh, dog. man. You were, you know, it, Martin was right. 
Shout out to Martin on OnlyFans. The Dolphins, we we exposed the Bills and the fact that they weren't a great team. We, you know, yeah. when a guy like Skylar Thompson is able to, you know, put a points on them and, and keep us in the game, like they weren't as good as we thought they were. Right. And Cincinnati just proved that. Joey B, real deal. For sure. Um, but but look, shout out to them because they stuck to their game plan. It was snowing up there in Buffalo and they ran the ball consistently and, and when they needed to, you know, have a third down, it was always a third and short situation as opposed to Buffalo. Buffalo really couldn't run the ball and every time they were in third down, it was like third and eight, third and seven, third and nine. It's hard to make those plays over and over and over again throughout a game. Yep. But uh so Cincinnati goes on there and then twenty seven and ten beat Buffalo, dog. In Buffalo. In wow. Buffalo, that was wild. But then we see in the Kansas City game against the Jaguars, we see Patrick Mahomes get banged up, which he, now he's questionable for, you know, next Moving week. Forward. But yeah. he was still able to finish out that game and finish out, you know, with the win in Kansas City. Uh, I don't think anybody was really doubting that. I got, maybe when Mahomes got hurt, I definitely did. I was like, maybe they have. Yeah. Uh, they, there's probably a chance they're going to lose, but he thug, he thugged it out and he stayed out there, got it wrapped up between quarters and stuff, and finished the game. And it felt like he needed to too because Jacksonville was coming on strong in the second half. You know, they definitely didn't shy away from Kansas City. Obviously, Mahomes not playing for damn near an hour is going to make a big difference in any game, right, for Kansas City. But him coming back was a difference maker for sure. He's an MVP type player. He's obviously a difference maker, and that touchdown that they scored in the fourth quarter ultimately is what kept you know the the game at distance for for Jacksonville, and they ended up getting the dub. Yep. Now that other game on Saturday was not even close between I mean, the Giants and the Eagles. Though I, I, I said we talked about it, I talked about it earlier in the day with somebody, and I thought that it was going to go like that. You know, I thought yeah. the Giants were a good team, but I thought it was like, no, nah, I think the Eagles are going to handle business and they handled business, bro. They whooped that ass on the Giants. Came out so strong, 14, 28 points before halftime. Like, Zero just wild. Yeah, just, just, just showed the separation between a good team with a good season, right? Between a team that is literally one of the best teams in the NFL and has the MVP right now. Because Jalen Hurts is... Definitely the MVP, dog. He's definitely their biggest playmaker, their biggest difference maker. And when he's there on the field, it's just a problem. Yeah, dog. well, we saw they lost two games when he wasn't playing. You know, they say they didn't because of their defense, which they have a phenomenal defense. But Jalen Hurts is a difference maker there. Big time. But now we talk about on the other side, we saw, you know, the Cowboys lose to the, the Niners in a kind of boring game. It was kind of a boring game, but, you know, it, it was it, it was a close divisional game, which is kind of what you expect, you know. We're between two rivals, right? I, I saw somebody earlier that day, and, and Buddy told me, he was like, nah, I got the over for the first half. And I was like, You're crazy. <laughs> I was like, what's the over? He's like, 20, 24 You're crazy points. As hell, like, crazy as hell, dog. You crazy You threw away know. your money, sir. Yeah, I was like, I don't know about that, dog. It's going to be a close one. And it was that, but um, yeah, the, the Cowboys just, you know, are Cowboys. I mean, we didn't see a touchdown until the fourth quarter in that game. You know, where McCaffrey got into the end zone on, on a short yard run inside the goal line, inside the five. Uh, it was a defensive matchup, but I felt like both quarterbacks played to shit. You know, Dak definitely played to shit. Purdy did not look good at all. And had these guys maybe grabbed an interception or two, Dallas probably could have turned that game around on his head. Um, I feel like... Did you per- mean that the Niners didn't score their first touchdown until late in the game? Or yeah, yeah. The, the first touchdown in the game in general? I think in general, though. Nah, nah, because uh, he had a Dalton Schultz touchdown early on. That, the Dak did. And then they missed. He didn't get the extra point. Oh, he didn't get the extra point. he got blocked, which is crazy. True, But then true. Maher actually made the couple field goals after that. True, you're right. You're right. My bad. Um, but yeah, you know. But yes, they, underwhelming. They, 
very underwhelming. Purdy looked like Purdy, like the real seventh rounder, right? Uh, even McCaffrey was kept in check for a majority of that part of the game. Debo really didn't do any damage. So, yeah, both both offenses looked bad, played bad. And, you know, had it not been for their great defenses, this game would have been even more boring, right? Because we saw a lot of good defensive plays. But just weird how Dallas decides to end their season yet again with a weird-ass play freaking lining up Zeke. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what the fuck was, these guys were thinking, though. But we got Niners, and we got Eagles. Who do you got? Eagles playing at home. Niners are terrible on the road. And, you know, people think that the Niners are a Super Bowl team, but they seem to forget that they have a seventh-round quarterback. And he's gotten away with a lot of shit that a seventh-round quarterback gets and has won games because of their defense. You know, so, yeah, he gets the credit for the dub, but the hard work is being put in by Debo Samuel, McCaffrey, by Kittle, by the defense, because they're all bailing this dude out. Kittle had an amazing catch, right, in that game, but it was a bad throw, and Kittle's had to bobble it 14 times running down the field while one of the Dallas defenders missed the tackle on him in order to make that catch. That shit's not going to happen against a primetime defense with ball hawks like Philadelphia has. You know, they they lead the NFL in uh, sacks. I think they're top five or top three in interceptions. So any little mistake that Purdy does, it's going to be a wrap, you know. And I just think that the Philadelphia's defense is as good as the Niners. If not better. And Jalen Hurts is unstoppable. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna agree with you there, bro. I, I, I Sorry, Steve. I was thinking about it, you know, through, I've been thinking about it through and through, but because I, I like the Niners. I really like that team. I think they have a phenomenal defense. What's that? Um, What's that, peep? Oh, the, it's the other camera. Sorry about camera. that, folks. That's the weird one. <laughs> nope, that means I'm not on screen anymore, but it's all good. If you stuck around this long, we appreciate you guys Absolutely. anyways. Um, so here are these free picks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we have that dilemma. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the Eagles, man. I, take the Eagles. I agree with everything you said. I, I think that Jalen Hurts is that, that difference maker because I think they have equal offenses as far as playmaking ability with the receivers. I think I give the edge to the run, you know, on the running backs to the – to the Niners, but defenses are pretty comparable. It's where I give the edge, and the, the biggest difference is Jalen Hurts. And he's I think he's the edge, though. you know, so I, I give it to them. And then on the AFC side of things, that's a bigger question. We have Kansas City taking on Cincinnati, and Cincinnati has, I mean, Joe Burrow has not lost to Patrick Mahomes. So this is, you know, in the game that matters in the postseason. Right. So um, there's a lot of history here already. Mahomes is not 100%. You know, look, that line came out. I told you, dog, Cincinnati minus one. I am going to go Cincinnati. I'm not. (laughs) Until you beat the champs, I can't consider you in that. And I mean, he beat them last year, dog. I get it. I get it. But my my whole thing is people always count Mahomes out. They've been counting him out this whole season. Oh, he hasn't been that good. He has been this, this, that, and the third. Oh, wow. They blow him off because of the crazy throws he makes. Cool. He's still the best quarterback. In AFC, for sure. And in the NFL, for sure. Granted, Cincinnati as a whole is probably playing a lot better than Kansas City is. But you still got to go on the road. You still have to go out there and beat these guys and try to stop these guys. They haven't been able to find an answer for Kelsey. Everybody knows the ball's going to Kelsey. And he still gets 10 catches a game for 100 and something yards and two touchdowns. I'm sorry, dog. I, I, I got, I I got the Chiefs. I dog. get that. I'm with you. But does that happen if Mahomes is not 100%? Oh, or even in the game for that matter? If, if Mahomes, I'll tell you this. If if Mahomes was in that game against um against the Jaguars, that score is 45 to 10, dog. 100%. Because the Jacksonville wouldn't even have seen the ball that much. 
Because Mahomes is always putting together these six, seven, eight-minute-yard drives and always getting touchdowns out of it. So that's why I feel like, yeah, Cincinnati looked better that weekend, but Mahomes also left. Now you give Mahomes time to rest, right? That guy's probably not going to practice an entire week. Nothing but massages, nothing but game plan. And and when it comes time to ball, he's going to ball out, dog. And that's what he does because he's Patrick Mahomes. And not to say that Burrow isn't as good as Mahomes because Burrow has had, A, an amazing season, B, an amazing three seasons, right? So he's one of the best quarterbacks, top five, probably the third best, second best quarterback in the NFL, right? Uh so, and, and I get why people would pick them, but I'm going with Kansas City. He, has, at home, he has more wins by himself than all the previous Bengal quarterbacks put ever, together. Ever. He has five postseason wins now. Ever. And that's the counting the Hall of Famer <laughs> Boomer Sison. So, so uh, you got to respect Joe Shiesty, Doug. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come in there thugging it out. Yeah, cigar in hand, ready to rock. This game's going to be 47 to 45. Iced out. <laughs> Jamar's going to be doing his thing. I get it. Greeting. I get it, you know man. I get it. But every, the fact that everybody's kind of, the fact that the line came out as Cincinnati minus one because they're unsure about Mahomes is like a little bit of a disrespect to Andy Reid, is all I'm saying. This uh, dude is, is real, is the real deal. He's the real deal. Not questioning that, dog. And look, he lost Tyreek Hill and look where they were at. That's dog. why it's only minus one. Look, look where they're at, dog. You get what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Say whatever you want about the Chiefs, but the fact is they have Patrick Mahomes, and if he plays on Sunday, seventy percent chance that he's going to win that game. He's done it to everybody, Buffalo, Cincinnati, you name it. He's going. He's done it to everybody. Though. All right, we'll see. We're split on that one, so that one's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. Yes, indeed. Must check that out this weekend. Your boy and I are going to be checking out that games as well as the rest of the games going on this weekend. Uh, make sure to check me out on Instagram. I'll be giving you guys some live feeds from that Boston Celtics game as you're hearing this. And of course, you guys got to head to our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, hit a like on our latest video, drop a comment. And until next time, peace. Peace. Yeah, I guess. <laughs>